Thank you so much for listening to Urbanistica podcast. I am Mustafa Sharif, an urban planner, and you're more than welcome to join my big journey of exploring the making of smarter and more livable cities. Please don't forget to follow Urbanistica on the different social media platforms. And also let's connect on LinkedIn. Big thanks to Urbanistica podcast partner, Avery. Avery is an international engineering and design company providing sustainable solutions in the fields of energy, industry, and infrastructure. Are you ready for a new episode? Let's go for it. Hello, Linus, and welcome to Urbanistica podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I feel inspired. It's great to be here, to meet you, and to be able to talk about Stockholm Wood City, which is very close to my heart. Yeah, I'm I'm inspired by the idea, and I'm really happy that you're here, and we managed to have a time to talk about this. So uh, before we get into the story, uh, give us like a short highlight about Linus. Well, I'm uh, 51. I've been working at Artemunberg for the last 20 years or so. Uh, I'm an urban nerd. I love cities, uh, <laughs> and especially maybe Stockholm. It's my hometown. Yeah. Uh, I live in Södermalm in Stockholm, in the Stockholm inner city. Uh, one wife and two kids and a small cat. Amazing. So that's uh, the short version yeah, at least. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of uh, urban development in you yes definitely and i enjoy when i have spare time i like to travel to cities mm, mm. and i'm especially fond of nice squares and to sit in the best <laughs> part of a square and watch the world pass by yeah where which city was the latest one you visited uh the last one that is probably uh, villa joyosa in spain okay yeah Never Close to Alicante, mm. it's in the Valencia region. Nice. Small medieval city, yeah, yeah. nice uh, squares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the squares. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's talk about the wooden city. Yeah. Uh, take us back in time and tell us about um, first Artyom Yunbari. Uh, we have um, listeners from many countries, uh, so it's good that we give them a background. Yeah, sure. Artyom Yunbari is one of Sweden's biggest uh, real estate companies. Uh, so we have uh, operations in the four major cities in Sweden, Stockholm, Uppsala, Gothenburg and Malmö. Uh, and our uniqueness is that we don't do only offices or only residentials, we do it all. And also culture houses, schools and whatever is needed in the sort of urban fabric to make a complete 15-minute city. So we are really more interested about humans and have a very human-centric approach when we create places in the city that's what we're most interested in and then there has to be buildings and uh, and uh, other stuff but our main concern and our main interest is in creating the best uh, environment for people to thrive mm. cities, cities for people huh? cities for people being part of making cities for people exactly yeah exactly and uh, now making wooden cities for people exactly and so how how uh, or what what is the background of of coming with this idea we have this 
a big city district in the south of Stockholm called Sikla, uh, which we've been uh, developing and we're the owner and uh, so uh, for the last 20-25 years. Uh, so it's already a thriving city district, a lot of culture, a lot of shopping, a lot of housing, a lot of offices. And it's approximately 200,000 square meters at present. Uh, but now we have the opportunity to build 250,000 more square meters. Uh, and that is really awesome, of course. It's a great demand for housing and offices, etc. in Sikla. Uh, but there is also, of course, the question about sustainability. If we're going to build new, uh, that takes a lot of resources and it's a lot of CO2 emissions. Uh, and we have a very ambitious set of goals uh, when it comes to our climate effect as a company. So our aim is to be climate neutral by 2030. Uh, so with those two uh, greatnesses combined, uh, the great demand for livable, thriving cities, and also the great challenge with the sustainability, the only solution that we could find that could combine those two was to build the entire 250,000 square meters in a wooden frame structure, which make it, of course, the biggest uh, urban wooden project in the world. That's awesome. Uh, first, congratulations, because like when we start to see uh, the, the idea and the concept in the news, I, I was like, wow, this is like a, a game changer. Um, but tell me, like inside the office, when you... When uh, people come with the idea of making a wooden city, how was the reaction? Like, okay, is this like a huh, fun idea or, wow, this is a genius idea? We came up with the idea. Uh, we have quite uh, innovative climate uh, at the company. And uh, we are aware that what took us here won't take us into the future. So if we want to build new success, we have to have new thoughts, new ideas, and to the rethink old traditions. Uh, so I think you have to have that sort of climate in the company to be able to pull off this sort of big leap idea. Because this is not only baby steps and making things a little bit better. This is a big leap. Yeah, exactly. This is uh, what we're also going to talk about, like pushing for, for more innovative ideas or big ideas instead of like just doing business as usual. But tell me more, what is a wooden city? Well, the wooden city, it's... Uh, uh, 250,000 square meters, and it's a combination of offices, residentials, and uh, public uh, ground floors with shopping, restaurants, culture, urban sports, etc., 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 and with a great care of the spaces between the houses as well. Uh, and it's uh, based on the idea of the 15-minute city, so its uh, walkability is very important, uh, and also to have the density and the closeness will be combined also with uh, areas for retreat and calm, calmness, some sort of yoga feeling to some places. Uh, but it's a big chunk of city. It's 25 city blocks, 30 buildings. So that's kind of massive. And if, you're, if the listeners are familiar with the old city of Stockholm, this is uh, more or less the same size. Ah, uh, for big. for the footprint, so it's okay. rather big. So yeah, it's yeah. a it's a massive project. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we we definitely want to make it an environment that is good for people and that uh, contributes to a good life. Mm. 
So uh, a lot of city life is our goal to achieve also. Yeah. So it's not just about the wood. It's also mm. about uh, creating an environment the that life. is super attractive. Yeah. And if I understand correctly, all the name tells everything. Like it's going to be of wood. Yeah. Uh, which means like the building, I guess, or what is exactly going to be of wood? Uh, the buildings. So mm. it's going to be wood structures. Uh, mm. So And there has been a lot of innovation, as you know the last decade so now it's uh, beams and columns that is made out of uh, glue lamb uh, so it's uh, innovation that makes it really really strong and durable mm. which makes it suitable then for big structures and big buildings yeah uh, so it's going to be between five and seven stories high that's, that, uh, that's some... yeah so it's, it's like, like stockholm a, yeah it's like a normal uh, yeah. scale in the inner cities mm-hmm. yeah Because like uh, sometimes when we hear like a wooden building or, or a structure of wood, we might think it's going to be like maximum three floors or something because it was, wood is not like solid enough. Uh, but now I see like it's it's getting higher and higher and higher. Yeah, it's a completely new technique. So it's uh, prefabricated in, uh, in the, inside the industrial site and then it's taken to, to the building site. So it's very fast also. And also much quieter compared to traditional building with concrete and steel. So it's like building Lego, more or more or less. Yeah, of wood. Of wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wooden Lego thing. Yeah. And do we have like, because uh, this is a, like a, the the site is big, and do we have let's say uh, enough timber for s- local or how how is it going to be with the timber? Well, well, that's one of the key questions, of course. And uh, if you've been traveling around in Sweden, most of it is forests and wood. So we've got a great supply here. And it's growing faster than uh, we harvest. So it's a positive growth in our forest at the moment, which is good. Uh, so this is not going to be, I hope, a uh, unique project. I hope this will inspire others to, to do the same. Because this reduces the CO2 emissions with 40 to 50%. So it's 40 to 50% better compared to build with green steel and green concrete. Mm. Which is... It's like cutting one, by, by half. Yeah, of, it's yeah. Uh, cutting by half. Mm-hmm. And how, how is it when it comes to weather? Because as you know more than me, like mm. the, the Swedish weather is, is tough. Yeah. And we're, we're going to have wooden buildings. Yeah, you can have... Uh, Uh, different types of uh, layers on the surface to protect them, paint or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they are also quite durable as they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are many old wooden buildings in Sweden that's been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years in yeah, this climate. Yeah. So we don't see that as a problem, not mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. That's great. And tell me more about the life that uh, you love to create by this disc mm-hmm. or city. Um, what kind of life is going to be there? Uh, well, the important thing is to have a mix of different activities, different functions. We are big fans of the project for public spaces with our idea of uh, the power of 10. Uh, so we always have that with us when we think about the place, and that place can be either outside or inside. And there has always have always uh, at least 10 good things Uh, happening in that place activities or uh, recreational or whatever 
so that's one main thing. And we are also very keen on having culture in the city. Uh, so we have in almost all our areas we have sites for culture, culture houses, scenes, music, etc., etc. It's a really important part uh, for the city life. But also urban sports and sports for uh, health activities, etc. So that was, will also be in the program when we're uh, creating this. And it's already there yeah. in a big extent. Yeah. So It's interesting you mention uh, culture because uh, you're like a property developer. And uh, culture usually not let the most profitable uh, function to have. So how do you see culture as more like income or profitable for, for what you do? Uh, some culture uh, makes a lot of money, of course, uh, and they can pay market rents. Yeah. Some don't. Uh, we develop big areas where we can have small parts that are not that profitable. Mm -hmm. But in the bigger picture, mm -hmm. everything combined uh, makes it more profitable for us as a real estate owner, since it makes it an attractive uh, destination. Yeah, destination. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And uh, like, because with every, how to say, innovative idea or, or, or high tech or low tech, like so with some, something, with a new development, usually it's only for like rich people or people who can afford to live there and so on. Then like with all these kind of uh, new uh, developments, new ideas, we kind of exclude the part of society. Um, I, I have been in different countries. I saw like they developed the new areas. And what I see, they're only like fancy cars, uh, people with high income. So it's not really welcoming everybody or for everybody. Wooden city, it's one of its kinds in, in the world. It's, gone, it's big. Um, is it also going to be for people with fancy cars who can afford the high rent and so on? If you're going to live there, uh, yes, they're going to be quite high rents. Uh, but we're going to combine uh, the, how do you say, BRF uh, in English? Um, let's see. Condos, maybe? Yeah. It's more like a rental uh, association or something like this. Uh, maybe. Mm. We'll look it up, yeah. yeah. Nevertheless, it would be a combination of different types of housing. Okay. And maybe also uh, co-living, which can mm. make it more affordable for young people. So we Hopefully we can find a mixture, but it is uh, expensive to build new houses, mm. and therefore the rents will be also, also rather expensive. Mm. So that's, uh, that's a big challenge, of course, mm. for the whole industry. Mm. But building... Uh with wood is more expensive than building with the traditional building materials like steel and... Actually, it's kind of on par because uh, mm -hmm. uh, the material is a bit uh, more expensive, uh, wood. Uh, uh -huh, the wood is more expensive. More expensive, yes. Okay. But uh, the building time is shorter on site, so that saves uh, time. It's like you balance the budget exactly. in the end. Exactly, mm -hmm. so it's more or less the same. Yeah, and... Can this be scaled up? Let's talk about Sweden. Can yeah. this be built everywhere in Sweden? I definitely think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got the forest, we got the knowledge, uh, and uh, it's a it's a more of a thing of courage and be brave enough to do it and to uh, skip away from the old traditional ways <laughs> of building. Yeah. So it's more about attitude uh, than anything else. Yeah. But do, is is it like? Um, 
how to say, uh, only for Atrium Urenberg, it's like copyright thing or no? Everyone can like build a wooden Yeah, city. yeah, yeah. F- absolutely, absolutely. And there's uh, quite a few buildings already in wooden structure in Sweden and, and elsewhere. Not super but, but, many. But not, not an area. Not an area. Mm. No, it's not copyrighted, not at all. We mm. hope to inspire the rest of the world and the rest of Sweden to, mm. to do the same. Yeah. Can the rest of the world also do this? It's it's a question of material, right? Yes, it is. And uh, to some extent, yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, it will not solve everything. It's part of the solution. Yeah. 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 And and what challenges you see with building this city? Uh, the challenge, which is also an opportunity, is that it is new. It's mm-hmm. innovation. So we have to learn while doing it. So mm-hmm. our idea is to gather the best experts, both in Sweden, but also internationally, to do this. Uh, our aim is to make this a showcase for Swedish innovation, because this is from from the forests and the timber, yeah. and you uh, use it uh, for a high high profile product mm. and hopefully this can be a Swedish or Scandinavian big export industry yeah. to create sustainable and livable entire mm. cities mm. out of wood so the new then you have to say the new nordic way of making cities maybe exactly mm. this could be a paradigm shift uh, yeah. and the shift in design style because uh, wood it's it's many people find it very beautiful it's mm-hmm. very healthy to be inside a wooden building. It's okay. better air quality, better mm-hmm. acoustics, etc., uh, etc. Et so you feel really good. Yeah, it's, it's a biophilic dimension in it. So you move the nature mm-hmm. into the city closer to you. Yeah, closer to you, and it lowers blood pressure and heart rate. Mm-hmm. You actually have a significant okay. uh, health aspect as well. Interesting. And how is it when it comes to, let's say, recycling? Uh, now you're mm. taking timber or trees from the forest. Are you putting something back? Yes, it's like almost like a plantation. So okay. we take timber mm. from the forest plantation <laughs> and move it uh, to the buildings mm. uh, and produce the buildings. And uh, they will be there for 100, 120 years at okay. least. Mm. And, uh, and at the same time, the forest will grow up twice again. Aha. Uh-huh. Like you plant trees, yes, yes, exactly. Double as what you took off. Yes, from yes. The trees. Okay. So that's uh, the only material that we found that is really renewable, mm. uh, which is also awesome, of course. Uh, and after 100, 120 years, then maybe we don't know now what you can do exactly. with the wood. Maybe you can make something else out of it. Maybe it can stand for longer. Mm. Right. Maybe some genius. Uh, a group comes with an interesting material you like you can just like paint and then it exactly. stays like this forever something exactly Hopefully. Uh, I, I, tr- i trust our i believe a lot in technology i think people mm. we are smart to to innovate and respond to the challenges i think so and when we take this leap i think there will be followers and new ideas yeah, etc yeah. so. because like what i'm what i'm happy with what you do is that you open a new door in the city making in architecture and in construction So now many people will, okay, look at this, uh, do research. Uh, you know, you and the company, you're going to see some like needs and maybe hire people to do research, to develop something for this. So it's like a huge door, you open it, which is like, I'm, I'm really, really happy about it. And shout out to you and to the team. 
Glad to hear. Yeah. So are we. We're so pumped up about this. This mm. is the best we, idea we've come up with so far. It solves so many questions mm. at the same time. Yeah. So this can be hopefully a game changer. Yeah. Linus, tell me, like, this forest has been in Sweden for ages. And then the climate change also, like for the recent decades. Why, let's say, nobody in Sweden thought about this idea? It's like... Sounds really simple. Okay, we have we live in the forest. Why we not take the material from there? Well, it's good good question. <clears throat> Sorry. <coughs> That's a really good question. I think it's got to do with uh, being inside a paradigm. So we've been in, inside the modernist uh, building paradigm which been based on uh, concrete and and steel construction. So that's what we've been doing for 100 years. And that's what we know. So you keep repeating what you know. It was a success last time. Let's do it again and again and again. So you haven't had the pressure actually to make the shift. But now with the climate crisis being very, very urgent and it calls for action now, not in 10 years or 20 years, but now. uh, I think that's why. Now we're shifting our attitude and we're understanding that we have to do a lot of stuff and we have to do it right now. Mm. It takes also a brave leadership to to take this huge step and also to make it happen. You told me in the beginning of the episode about the culture to innovate and so on. Uh, tell me what are the important steps uh, in, in, in leadership from creating the idea to making it happen? I think you have to have an open mind and to be co-creation in the core and in your heart mm-hmm. to like to work with other people because no one is a unique genius. You do stuff together. Collectively. Yeah. Collectively, yes. So that's one key. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to find the business case in it. Mm-hmm. It's easy to find brilliant, beautiful ideas, but you have to make it into a business case as well. Which means like you, you should make money off of it. Definitely mm-hmm. so. I mean, we're on the stock exchange. We have to make money and mm-hmm. make profits and have happy shareholders. Mm-hmm. So that's why, we, why, why we're doing it. Uh, and this we see this as a big commercial Uh, potential yeah. for us. This is unique, it's uh, attractive uh, and we have a lot of demand actually mm-hmm. for this and a lot of interesting discussions. It's a big, big, big interest in this. This is new, it's something different, it's sustainable, it's healthy, it's mm-hmm. good workplaces, etc, etc. Yeah. So op- being open-minded to what, mm-hmm. like to listen to different ideas and to elaborate and, and develop them then making them to a business model to mm. make a profit out exactly of it. Mm. yes and i think you have to go parallel with those you okay. can't be only doing one uh-huh, thing not, and then go into uh, the business you have to very early on think about the business side mm. so you have to have your excel spreadsheet as well as your mood board combined <laughs> together to make a picture what yeah i think i think this is the how to say the key to make things successfully done is that being realistic at the same time innovative and and creative yeah because if you're just creative then okay fine but how can we use this creativity in our everyday life mm. and if you're too much in numbers and excel and business maybe it's not something comfortable that people love to be part of oh 
Exactly, it's sort of yin and yang. You have to have both sides combined. <laughs> yeah, and how how was the reactions of the architects or planners when when you came with the idea and told them, okay, we want to make this happen? Uh, they were very happy, actually. Mm-hmm. They thought this was a beautiful, brilliant idea uh, and very inspiring, and gave a lot of uh, ideas uh, and new insights also. So, yeah, inspirational, I would say. Mm. Uh, so also Nacka Municipality, which is the municipality that Sikla is in, they are also very engaged in this and big supporters, which yeah. we, we, we do this as a, as a team, of course. Mm. And uh, I received also many questions from my international audience um, asking if it's going to be high-tech city as well like a lot of sensors uh, a lot of uh, connecting sensors to mobile apps and so on or what is the approach when it comes to technology yeah that's another big trend of course the smart city and smart building concept so there are going to be a lot of sensors and uh, there's a big 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 focus on energy efficiency at the moment of course so, so that's one thing to use ai also to control the buildings and make them sustainable and uh, we will also work with geothermal storage and solar panels and batteries etc so we will be more or less self-sufficient when it comes to energy and heating uh, which is also it's it's materials energy and transportation that's the three big things that our industry impacts when it comes comes to co2 emissions and climate impact uh, so all these three are in our focus. Yeah. And like, tell me how you um, synchronize the teams because uh, you're working with a lot of stuff and a lot of technology, innovation, architecture and planning. How How is the teamwork? Like, how is the communication? So many experts sitting on, uh, on this project. We work with a small uh, in-house team, uh, maybe four or five, six persons is the core uh, that holds everything together. Business development, project development, brand experts, leasing experts. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, And then we have uh, experts on the outside. So construction experts, architects, sustainability uh, experts. Uh, which we also have in-house, of course. Uh, But our key to success is to have a very tight and small development team with uh, a lot of responsibility also. Uh, So that's how we can move fast enough. Otherwise, it will take forever. So the team moves very fast, and then uh, we got the decisions made in the management. Yeah, and uh, like... If we talk about the time frame, can you tell us like how is it? Definitely, we start this spring. So ah, the first already. construction cool. will be this spring, and that will be a uh, high school. Uh, so it's going to be for students. Nice. Uh, the next uh, city block will be housing, residential. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Your phone just yeah <laughs> dropped down. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so the next one will be residential. That will be started in 2024, yeah. and um, people will move in 26. Mm-hmm. And the next one will be office, uh, and that will start 2025. And 
move in 2027. Mm. So the total team time frame here is that we will be more or less uh, finished up with this uh, part in 10 to 12 years. It's very short <laughs> compared to construction uh, or this volume of construction in Sweden. <laughs> it is, it is. It's a major project. A lot of things are happening. We've got the metro coming. Also, There's a yeah. lot of uh, rails coming into Sikla. So it's a very, very hot spot yeah. now. So uh, therefore we are confident that we can have a high tempo also. Mm. Mm. We have a lot of uh, uh, property developers listening to us now as well. And also the community of, of architects and designers and so on. Uh, when it comes to making this kind of cities or future cities, what are the skills you think we should uh, develop or learn? Especially this year is the year of, of uh, skills in Europe. Uh, I would like to see in our industry uh, more placemaking skills. Mm. Uh, that's a lack of that, I would say. More uh, target group and branding skills. Uh, more innovation skills, uh, design thinking, etc. Uh, yeah. To make new ideas come true. Uh, sustainability skills. Um, new business model skills. Mm -hmm. So everything is about not doing the same as we have been doing for the last <laughs> hundred years. That's not going to be the future success. We have mm -hmm. to think, rethink and make new ideas and new connections and have new competences. Yeah. A lot of what we've been doing, we will keep doing, mm -hmm. of course, but we have to add new, yeah. uh, new skills to that. And uh, the digital th side of things, of course, mm -hmm. will be very, very important. Yeah. And also combined with new business models, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned placemaking and then a brand. Uh, with the placemaking, uh, I'm very familiar working with Placemaking X in I Europe. Know, I know. Uh, tell me about the branding. What, what, what exactly like you love to, or, or you can elaborate on in the branding skills, why you, you need it? Yeah, I think it's uh, becoming very close to the core of the business, the, the brand skills. It's not just about having a nice brochure and a good logotype. It's more about creating activities on site, on ground, in the city. And that is the brand. And that has to be co-creational. That has to be relevant. It can't be like uh, the big real estate company hiring someone from <laughs> Melody Festival. And it's got to be for real. Okay. Uh, so oh. real activities in the local society and be hyper-local mm. and ha have the bravery to be, be yeah. just that. Yeah. And Linus, this, the co-creation things or activities takes time uh, because you need to listen, uh, discuss, talk, put together ideas and so on. How does it match with the business model? Because here you want to get things done quickly to make money. When it comes to co-creation, things take a bit longer time. Um, how, how do you think there? Uh, we think that we can accelerate the co-creation process. So you have a, a very structured method, a design thinking method, where it can be pretty fast from the first idea, the first brainstorming, uh, to have an actual concrete idea that can be functional and that you can uh, make happen. 
So I think you can make it faster. So tempo is crucial here, I think. We don't have time to sit for years to discuss things. We have to say, okay, we have half a year now. In half a year's time, we will be able to make decision A, B, and C. What's the process to to come to that point? Exactly. And um, like by creating this wooden city, do people really believe in this kind of a new idea, new areas that is not really... It's it's not really the traditional way of building. Is it attractive? People invest in such uh, places or visit these places? Visit maybe, yes. But let's talk about the buying, let's say, houses or renting. People believe in this or no? They like to stick to what we are used to because it's more like guaranteed to work. And we, as we mentioned, have been doing this for ages. Uh, we think that the examples that you can uh, observe now, uh, both uh, residential and offices, they have hi- higher rent rev- levels. So that's a proof of uh, the attractiveness, of course. So we think, yes, definitely. And uh, the discussions we have, that's a big, uh, big, big, big advantage to have something else, uh, something more something that is also identity that you can relate to and i mean the basic structure it's it's still a city it's buildings it's squares it's streets uh, it's houses it's not that different Uh, but it's got a much nicer softer tone it's more tan the feeling aesthetics it's softer it's yeah, uh, the, ex- the experience is going to be different more so yes. i guess more softer yes it's softer uh, but still scandinavian elegant mm, that's beautiful <laughs> and uh, also i'm asking this question to my guest in the podcast what should we stop doing uh, usually we talk a lot about what we uh, should do more and so and develop and so on but what should we stop doing of what we do we you can start as a, a land developer and i love also to get your opinion about making city like planning or designing more like out spaces or public spaces uh we should stop as a standard to tear down buildings from the 80s 90s uh, we should see how we can reuse them and upgrade them and if that's not possible, we should stop building new uh, projects with concrete and steel as a standard. We should uh, really make conscious choices for materials. Is wood the best? Is it a hybrid with wood and concrete? What makes the least CO2 impact? Um, so yeah, I think that stop doing what you have has always been doing. You can't do it all the time. No, more like reprogramming instead of tearing down. Yeah, buildings. I think I think so. That's an, the the first first option. Exactly. And if that's not possible, mm. uh, use good materials mm. with low climate impact. But wh- why why you think we are less into reprogramming buildings? It's like takes it's cheaper to de- turn down a building, or it's like lack of ideas. What do you think? 
I think it's both, but uh, one problem is the floor height in uh, mm -hmm. buildings from the 70s, 80s. It's okay. kind of low ceiling, ah. so that's a problem. Now it's like 2.8 yeah, meters? Yes, mm -hmm. and uh, in the 70s, 80s in office it was maybe 240, 250. Okay. So it's considered too low. Low, uh, yeah. Uh. Uh, but you can uh, make things with that. You can... Yeah, you can find new ideas. You yeah. can reprogram, you can find new ideas. Mm. So I think it's a lot about creativity and also an attitude because uh, mm. we've been doing that for so many years. Mm. Just tear it down, it's yeah. old. Yeah, exactly. So this is the first stop doing. Yeah, that's the first you stop doing. Do you have more? Um, do I have more? Yes. Uh, choose the right materials. Uh, choose wood wooden structure instead of concrete structure uh, stop planning for cars and parking as mm. the number one way of getting to the office or the mm. residential uh, have a conscious uh, mobility strategy um, that's super important mm. I would say mm. uh, think more about people and make a city that is good for someone who's eight years old and 80 years old and yeah. everybody will love the city the eight 80 cities yeah mm. <laughs> uh, yeah so i think we're on to it we mm. know what to do yeah and we have to make it happen uh, faster ah. and uh, in more places because mm. now it's here and there not everywhere yeah, exactly uh, this leads me to this question. Okay, we have this beautiful wooden city in Sikula. Is there a possible way to develop the existing cities and make them wooden? Like not mm. building new, but with the existing infrastructure. Mm. Can we do something there? Interesting. Yeah, I think you can. Wood is very suitable to, uh, to add mm. uh, if you want to put a few more stories on an existing building. Ah. It's a light structure. So it, uh, the weight is kind of low. Uh, so I think, yes, it's good for infill projects and uh, to uh, make the city denser mm. where it's possible. I, I think it's a yeah, good idea. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, before we go to the, to the last section of this episode, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenges that you're like afraid of that might going to happen in these 10 years? Uh, good question. Yeah, I would say that uh, I don't think that I see that also as an opportunity. But the, what we are looking for now mm. is also to find a group of companies and organizations who also believes in this idea, who can be part and be tenants and. Uh, create some sort of triple helix uh, uh, context with academia businesses okay. and uh, and uh, people interested in those kind of topics issues okay. to make a real uh, network mm. uh, where we also can make this to be a common showcase for everybody yeah. who's there you mean more like um, as a community living in the in the in the wooden city yeah okay. and uh, yeah. also with uh, companies and organizations mm. uh, that have a big interest in um, in these uh, yeah. issues uh, 
So uh, that's more of an opportunity, actually. Mm-hmm. And we have a great interest just from those sorts of organizations yeah. and companies and individuals. I think also, like, you just started. So uh, companies might having an internal discussions about should we move or should we start the talk or conversation with them? So I, I, I believe it's coming because what I see more, uh, let's say, organizations are willing to to have a sustainable building as a, also like contributing, but also as a symbol, you know, as good for their employees and for the planet. Mm. So I think it's a question of time. Yeah. And then the emails will. <laughs> yeah. We see a shift there. Yeah. It hasn't been a big issue, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. But I think it will be now. Mm. Uh, and there's going to be the taxonomy from the EU, and there's going to be a lot of new laws. Mm. So you really, really have to be a, a front runner. Yeah, exactly. And in time, instead of oh, waking up, yeah. we're too late, we need to hurry. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Great. And uh, the last section of the episode is about uh, uh, you giving three takeaway messages to our uh, listeners. Don't wait. Uh, do things now Uh, be brave and bold Mm. don't uh, sit and be shy in the corner say this is what needs to be done let's do it and uh, at the same time be humble and understand that you can't solve everything yourself you have to have great people and great Mm. minds with you so get get the group together yeah and uh, thank you so much, Linus, for inspiring us. And shout out again to you and to the team for making this happen and going to making this happen. So keep up the good work. Thank you, Mustafa. It's been a pleasure to be here.